Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixels and Ink podcast brought to you by CG Magazine. This is episode 319. I am your host, Jordan Biorti. Joining me, of course, are my trusted and true uh, guest p- uh, panelists. I guess they're not guests. They're just, you know, you know, they're my, I guess, co-hosts, we could call them. Clement Go. Nice to meet you again. You know, I feel a little bit more special being called a guest, even though I'm a part of this on the regular. Well yeah, you are. You're, you're 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 just cast, I guess. At this point, I don't know why yeah. I said guests. <laughs> Showrunner. I just uh, I'm, I'm so I'm so I'm, once you get into a good a good velocity of of, of intro, you just you got to just let it happen, let it flow through stream of consciousness. Whatever happens, whatever comes out, just make it make it part of the act. Yeah, well, well, we're kind of thinking out loud here. So having yeah. guests thinking of me as a guest, I feel special. Shouldn't I mean, thinking thinking is a pretty generous thing to say about what we're doing right now but we are definitely doing it out loud <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course joining us is the ever wonderful alex hansiuk if these guys are cast then call me a cast away oh well said <laughs> <laughs> how you guys doing oh i'm great um a little un- uh, annoyed but great we haven't been talking for that long how can you be annoyed at this Yes. Well, it's just it, it's things that happened earlier. I went. I just had, I had a dentist appointment. My one oh, of my okay. teeth, one of my tooths, was uh was a little was being a little sensitive to like bite. Like every time I was like chewing on something, it was like really really sensitive. And uh, and I went in today. I got like my, one of my fillings had like filed down, and it's still friggin' like sensitive. So I don't know what the hell it is or what they did, but this is why kids, if you can learn anything from your great grandpa Jordan, don't go to the dentist. It's not necessary. Okay, uh, your great uncle Alex. <laughs> yeah, this is coming says, from a guy if smiling. You, with if you uh, have the money for it, and if you're covered, please go to the dentist because uh, you know a little bit of dentistry here will save you a lot of money and and then pain later. So I'm just saying, I never had pain in my teeth until I went to the dentist. So. Well, or they never told you, or, or, or maybe you were used to the pain. Maybe it was like a constant pain, and your dentist is like, "Hey, you probably have some pain," and you're like, "Oh, thanks, dude. You ruined it." I thought this was no. I was, I was, I was fine. I was, like, I hadn't been to the dentist in like five years, and I was just like living my best life. Yeah, uh, and I don't know. I can't, I can't understand why you would have pain after not going to the dentist for five years. It's, uh, it's right, a mystery. I, just, I, I brush it's, my yeah, teeth regularly, and you know, that's all you need. Are you, a, are you a flosser or are you, uh, you just a brusher? No, I mean, who has time to floss? Nobody uh, flosses. Nobody in the history of man has ever flossed. They will tell you to floss, but then they secretly yeah. don't floss. <laughs> Nobody flosses. <laughs> I even said, I actually even said that to my dentist. I was just like, I'm like, because, you know, she was saying like, you know, just floss regularly and this and that. I'm just like, has anyone ever come in here? And like, when you said, have you been flossing? They said, yeah, three times a day. Like, I don't think it's ever happened. I don't think you, like, I think that's too much flossing, actually. Just mouthwash is fine. Get some listerine. <laughs> anyway, we got a couple. Uh, we got a couple uh, decent sized news stories to talk about at the uh, at the front of this podcast. Um, so first and foremost, it's you know it's it's a bit of the uh, probably the you know not not the most exciting news, but it's it's definitely worth talking about. We have um, the uh, the the team behind Cyberpunk CD Projekt Red uh, in a recent email to staff that had been uncovered uh announcing studio-wide crunch for cyberpunk trying to get it finished um this sort of runs counter to what 
the 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 people in charge told um the renowned game journalist Jason Scryer uh at this like you know a couple of years ago where they said that no crunch was going to be required or 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 implemented through Cyberpunk's development um uh, and this is a this is a this is a thing like CD Projekt Red I think is a bit of a is a bit of a industry darling you know because you know they made like the witcher and all that stuff uh, but they are pretty like bad for crunch um and you know crunch is it's kind of a kind of a poisonous thing in the industry now i i'm glad that a lot more people are talking about it um even like we at cg you know made sure to, to, to run a story about it and we kind of you know made uh in no uncertain terms like the you know that it's 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 not it's not a thing like it, you know jim jim sterling said um that crunch crunch is not a success or it's not a triumph of the industry it's a failure of the management you know if you if you have to force people to work six day weeks you know pulling like 15 hour days to get your game done like i don't care there's there's no way that your game is going to be good enough to put people through that kind of stuff. Well, and there's that- there, there's a lot of burnout in obviously for game developers and, and talking about Jim Sterling, he likes to um, very consistently point out whenever there's there's an issue in the industry, and it's good for mm-hmm. it. like check out his YouTube channel. Um, it's good stuff. But uh, I think that Cyberpunk's game was supposed to come out in May originally, right? So the fact that it's now moved to November release date and they're still crunching six days a week, like imagine if that game came out in May, they'd have to add more days to the week. Just would have been like, even worse, like yeah. eight day work weeks. We're talking about. Yeah, it's 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 just wild, and and part of me thinks that I mean, obviously they have they have high expectations, and like the their games have been award winning, and some of the best games um out there, a lot of people consider them to be. So I think with those high expectations, it's good. But do you really need that really really um intense attention to detail at the cost of you know maybe burning out your employees, making sure they don't want to work on games anymore, going to leave the industry, or just you know giving them a bad time. And I'm not saying that work has to always be a good time, but you know, six days a week crunch, it's a lot. And the question, and and, it, and it's for what, like a month that they're doing it, yeah. or that's at least what they're talking about. It's a long time. And I noticed that in their memo or in in their statement, based off people hearing about the memo, they said that most employees were on board with it, but that also means that not all employees were on board with it. And I, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if they did a thing where, like, hey, if you don't want to do the crunch, you don't have to do the crunch, like an optional crunch and opt in. And maybe you get some well, bonuses if you opt into the crunch, which would be an interesting thing to, to look at. Um, based on the workplace culture, especially with other studios like Rockstar Games and even EA, Ubisoft, they've had their own uh, history of crunch where even if you do get the chance to opt out of it, a lot of staff there feel obligated because when you make a game, you feel so attached to it to the point where you know, you're willing to like, uh, you have to make your ends meet. You have to make a deadline, which is a giant stigma there. So if you do have an option to like back out, or even if you don't deliver before a deadline, you know, uh, there have been reports where like, you know, uh, staff at Rockstar have been ostracized pretty much for not delivering on that end, which adds a lot of pressure and expectations for you to like give up that huge chunk of your mental and physical health, not even seeing your family and doing your laundry in the studios, like crazy stuff like that. And it all goes towards like, uh, you know, being a slave to crunch. Even if you have the chance to get out, uh, it's the uh, the way that studios have been doing it for a long time that's been so ingrained and 
uh, the higher ups, right? That, you know, it's just uh, something that's out of the developer's hands. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it creates a very like toxic work environment, right? Like, this is the thing too. And, uh, you know, and, and like, again, like Jim, Jim has pointed this out in, in some of his videos, like it's, and it, it, and it, it, it goes exactly with what, uh, what Clement was saying. It's like, even if you're, you're sort of given it's the, the, the opportunity to, to like, you know, quote unquote opt out of it, you're not because, you know, it, it is, it, it, it's that it's so that sort of like gun to head defense, right? Where, where people say like, oh, well, no one's making you do the crunch, but if you're not willing to do it, then, you know, you're seen as a sort of a less, a less valuable asset. They're, they're more willing to replace you when your contract is up. And then not only that, but a lot of, a lot of developers have come out and said, like, nobody wants to be that guy, like where if you don't want to do the crunch, then the work that you would be doing through that crunch, crunch period falls on the shoulders of someone else. And now you're being looked down upon not only by the, the management, by, but by fellow de uh, developers. So it's just like, there, there, there's no reason, like there's, there is no game good enough to justify crunch in any aspect. Like, I don't care. And, and again, like it's, 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 it's kind of this whole thing of, about the game industry as a whole, right? Where like, you know, you go through that hype cycle and, and and play like gamers themselves start getting impatient about it like it's like who cares you know like if you got to push it to december push it to december like if you got to keep pushing your game back push it back like what like what's the worst that's going to happen like don't sell less are... copies like that is no, but, that is obviously the, the thing and i know but that is that is the look of it and if you look at games like when is the perfect time to launch your your big blockbuster game it's not december you're not you're not launching in December. You're launching in November when parents are going out. You're launching it so that on Black Friday your game is available, your console's available, that people can go in and buy it. So like that November date, that November time is something that I mean, if Cyberpunk was going to delay it again, they may as well push it to March. And who knows, you know, what, financially what the studio is doing. I'm not saying I'm not being like, yo, crunch is a good thing. I'm saying it's like, in terms of a financial capitalistic decision it's the it's it, it's it's the thing that makes sense for them and it's no incredib I mean, it's incredibly I, shitty it, it, it is i and hear you but it's, uh, and but, it's the culture though but it, it's just the culture of the games industry and I, I think clement said like you can't really blame the the workers there and you can't blame the workers there but it is no, something no, that no. We've, we've sort of seen more of where like people are more aware of it and if if a studio like if a studio like a like like the one working on Cyberpunk, like went on strike or something, or did something like that right now in the middle of this crunch, everyone would look at it, and it might cost them their jobs and might get ostracized. So it's like it's 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 a tough situation where like if they speak out or do this, then they're they're risking a lot. And um, also also that you can play your game at Christmas time. Like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, I I hear you on that. I'll, I'm just saying like like if their if their projected release date initially was May, like May is not really like a big like release date for games right like there's no holidays yeah. in there there's no like it's, like it's a it's a good time to release uh release, you know it's like it's you know it's this it's sort of like the summertime whatever but like it's like when you it, you know we're not talking about a game like a lower profile game that sort of needs that that angle right of like oh i'm gonna you know release it around christmas time where i have like more like more opportunity to sell and whatever like you know you're, this is a high profile game that's had years of build up behind it you're gonna push it back two more months 
so you yeah. don't burn out your devs I, to i agree to make it like people are still gonna go buy it it's still gonna be one of the the highest grossing games of the year or like of yeah. whatever like but so at, the same, like, at the same time i think that that like because if you like talk about november it's like it's big because christmas is next right and you have that that, that buying momentum kind of thing and if you look at if you look at like a May period, it's it's like right before summer, like kids are ending school. They're like, well, you got gotta buy a game. It, it like I think it's the big second biggest buying period of the year. That sort of April May launch period, and like a lot of things do it because you don't want to launch in the middle of the summer. You don't want to launch too early in the year. It's kind of like that one, and it's November. So they have been in both periods so far, and I think that if Cyberpunk does delay again or d- had to delay again. Well, May's kind of far away for them to do it now because the game's like so close to being done. I mean, I it's worth noting that this game has been delayed five times, four to five times since uh, its like projected timeline, right? And like for a game like this, even after through those five different release dates, it kind of just shows to prove that people are still willing to wait for it. And in terms of having those delays, a lot of people are like smarter now. They're aware, you know, mm. um, during news like this, the response has literally went from, oh, no, delayed again. And then 20 years later into our latest uh, generation and how we're so attached to our developers, we say, hey, it's OK, delay it as much as you want. But for some reason, a lot of that doesn't get into CD Projekt Red's head, in my opinion, because like um, they thrive on crunch now not with just with witcher but a lot of previous games from their franchises as well that i can't name off the top of my head but the fact that the witcher 3 was so successful at the cost of crunch kind of perpetuates this deadly vicious cycle of uh putting your workers through the same thing again in cyberpunk and yeah. even if you do delay it like five well, six twenty times yeah, it's like this kind of pressure that keeps adding up. It generates hype for consumers, but turns into pressure, which is a poison among the uh, developers. There, it uh, just gets better for us, but worse for them with every kind of delay. You look at any AAA game, like any, I, if you could find a AAA big studio game that doesn't have crunch right now, you're 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 like honestly report that because that's breaking news. That's huge. All the companies are doing it, and it's like a, it, it's a thing where like you can set as much time as you as as you want, and I think that you know people in the regular lives also get this, where you know you have time to do a task, and then like oh shit, it's like the day before the task, and it's not that you haven't been working at or anything, but it sort of not really sneaks up. And when you're a game company that has that much money and are like you look at CD Projekt Red, where they're like we need to make this game perfect because there's such high expectations for this game, they are probably adding things that people won't even notice, people won't even care about. And it's like, well, that's why we're working six six hours a week. And some of it is sure making the game better and everything. But it's exactly like, we don't know it's, exactly. It's so ingrained that it's in like it's not it's almost weird to like I, I saw this like, oh, breaking news, Cyberpunk is doing crunch, and it's like, oh, well, I'm glad it's being reported, I'm glad it's there, but unfortunately it is the norm right now. And I guess reporting it and getting it out there and getting uh re- you know, reactions to it is the way to do it. But at the end of the day, they promised, like you said, uh, Clement, that they weren't gonna do crunch again after the Witcher. And then yeah. they're like, oh, their next big yeah. game, they're like, eh, maybe just a little crunch. Maybe just like yeah, I, in terms of that coverage. Yeah. And uh, sorry, Jordan, I'll be no, quick. No, go for it. Yeah. Um, we haven't identified crunch as much as before. And I think like um, a lot of outlets, a lot of uh, consumers and everyone pretty much is being more aware of these uh, practices that are being done 
compared to before. And I think, again, like Alex said, it's a spectacular thing because it does hold these companies accountable to the point where in recent news as well, CD Projekt Red had to drop their own news about them practicing crunch and with the directors saying uh, his justifications around it. And the fact that they couldn't hide it anymore and the cat was out of the bag and now they have to like denounce their own crunch but reinforce it. Uh, it just kind of shows, comes to show that like uh, studios know it's bad, but for some reason they can't control themselves knowing that they want to make something perfect. It is a little bit delusional in my opinion, and it comes at the cost of like, again, like it's very inconsiderate for like a lot of these loyal developers who are literally following these projects to the end of their game earths. Sorry, Jordan. Yeah, no, it's it's uh you know if we can if we could um end this point on 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 some on a like on something it's that this is the kind of thing it it's gonna go on like you know this is it it's baked into CD Projekt Red's culture like they've you know they've literally gone on like record saying like in interviews that like you know or in previous interviews sort of saying like you know people who aren't willing to to crunch like don't like have what it takes to be a, a game developer like and. It's, you know, it's, it's that idea that people, you know, ga or, or, you know, game publishers will, will essentially exploit the, like the, the work ethic and the passion of their, of these developers. Um, and it, it's, it's never going to, it's really never going to change until, you know, game developers unionize. Like that's one of the, one of the, the, the most baffling things about the game industry is how game devs don't have like union representation and that's exactly why so many publishers are able to sort of like exploit devs and and just treat them as contract workers and you know and get rid of them if if there's a problem or you know once the game is done they're sort of like they can get rid of them and, and get new people who they can who they can then exploit for crunch like it's just it's it's a really it's a really terrible time for for game development and you know as as much as as it is a good thing that more and more people are talking about it and hopefully more like you know light and gets shed on it and more pressure gets put on it but you know like i said there's there there, there there's never an excuse and and I, I i mean i look at i just i look at nintendo as i always do you know I, like i wanted i wanted animal crossing in november like they said it was supposed to happen and you know, when they said in like June during at E3, when they're like, we're going to push this game to next March because we don't want our developers crunching over this game. You know, I was upset about it because I wanted to play it as much as anybody. And, you know, I but then I was like, you know what? No, like good on Nintendo. Like they're not going to they're not going to overwork their their developers like they they understand the value of of, of a solid work life balance and the game will be better for it. And it was like this and and. Just, just, just a final point that I had that I didn't really get to like articulate. You know, when I think about the sort of like the, the like the the hype culture and like you know the 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 hype crunch like deliver of a game, like how many games that have have probably like been the product of of game development crunch, like have people just forgotten about like weeks later? Like who's still talking about? I don't know, like ghost of Tsushima or last of us two like that you know naughty dog is another one they're they're really bad for crunch like who's who's still talking about who remembers last of us two 
Like these games, uh, the game they, awards are in like a month. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, I'm sure they'll talk crap. about the Last of Us. Too. Oh yeah, I'm sure they will. But like you know, but like yeah, because you know, that's the game awards. But game awards are are meaningless. Um, <laughs> this is a separate topic. No. But yeah, we can talk about that. Debatable. I, I think but just that's... to wrap up this this topic, uh, mm-hmm. I just found an article, and it was, it was a Vice article from a, from a few years ago, where it Vice asked like twelve different developers and pe- people from these developers how they handle crunch, and what Reggie Fizeme said was that they're sort of they sort of look at like a different kind of crunch. It's not always development crunch for them, and and, and that's something they try to avoid. But it's mo- it's mostly like oh, there's a big event coming up, so everyone works hard for it and that thing, and it's similar to like a game launch and everything. But what he says is we would rather hire people and like sort of take that financial hit and keep our employees, you know, working well and and, and going forward. So I don't know that every studio has yeah. that. Like if you're an indie studio and you're like, this is my first game. It needs to launch. I want it to be perfect. You're, you're, you're probably working like, I don't know, 60, 70 hours a week for that. And that's part of it. And that's why it's so easy to be ingrained and be so exploitative because people love making games. This is their passion. And they're like, well, you know what? I want to make a fantastic game. I want to have this legacy that I worked on this game and it ends up being turned into, you know, potentially that they're putting their body, they're putting their health on the line. So it's a big gray area because things start to go wrong when you put your consumers before your developers. At the same time, you have to consider like uh, meeting your consumer needs too. But again, gray area, big teeter totter. Um, I don't know. I don't I think it's gray. I wouldn't I know think, what I, I would think do. Crunch is bad. And I think that, they need to be smarter as opposed to thing, but it's tough. Yeah. Just uh, just plan better. Like you can plan better and, and just plan, forehead. Just plan better. Like I, I I it's it's such a it's such a baffling concept. You know, maybe maybe be more realistic about when your game is going to be released and, uh, and maybe not, you know. Yeah. Maybe like, maybe a, it, a company it, like CD yeah. Project Red that isn't, you know, a small indie company that has, you know, millions of dollars behind it. Uh, can afford to push their game back a couple of more months. It's not like it's going to be a make or break for them if they sell, you know, uh, like 2,000 less copies than they would have in November. Like The more successful you are, the more people have pieces of the pie and the more people you have to answer to, though. So that, that, that's the flip side where it's like, I'm sure their investors and the people who are, you know, funding CG Project Red outside of the the actual you know it's worth noting yeah it's worth probably noting. like no we're, we're, we're not delaying again november is our day like honestly do whatever you need to do we're, we're, we'll do it yeah i thought it was interesting when alex said like with these delays right we don't know what goes on in the studio all these little details that they're adding for an extra month of that delay since we don't know what's going on right it'll just feel like we're getting the whole package you know like uh in thinking about that right like we won't know what the developers at CD Projekt Red have gone through in that kind of like five week additional hell or like few months of additional hell. So I hope it was worth it, CD Projekt Red. It probably won't be. But moving on to the, our second big uh, news story today, uh, we got the second DLC character for Smash Bros. And uh, and and who boy was it a was it a was it a thing? Nobody um, saw this coming at all. I saw I saw some someone saw this coming. <laughs> I saw someone post on Twitter like he they posted the video and they were like, "Man, people are getting so mad about this." And I I just I hit it with you know the old the old mom line. I was just like, "I'm not mad. 
I'm just disappointed. Okay, uh, <laughs> Minecraft is like the second. Okay, for a long time, it was the biggest game in the world, and it's like now owned by Microsoft. And to get to get the main character kind of blob box thing, that that's like that's cool. Like if you're looking at this the, this DLC as a way to like get in different characters that aren't Nintendo properties but have appeared on Nintendo stuff, like. The roster already has like six hundred thousand characters. Like, throw in this guy. That's cool. Kids are gonna love it. Like, not every character Listen. is for everyone, dudes. And, and without there's still the lead, like without four more characters coming. <laughs> without Listen. burying the lead, uh, Smash Bros. did it. Those crazy sons of guns. They put Minecraft yeah. Steve into yeah. the game. He is a playable fighter with his own move sets based on building, harvesting, farming. Pretty much Listen. your Animal Crossing, your uh, 3D 16-bit version of Animal Crossing. Yeah, it, I'm it, not. It's kind of reminiscent of like uh, Minecraft, I think. But anyway, continue, Jordan. I'm not saying <laughs> that I don't think that like putting Steve from Minecraft into Smash Bros. like wasn't a bad idea. Like I wrote a whole article and then subsequently turned it into a video uh, about like how smash bros kind of transcended itself by like including characters like solid snake and sonic and like it's not just like you know a nintendo based fighter like it kind of was when it started um between like Sm uh, smash 64 and smash melee it was just like this was like you know the nintendo fighter um but it's it's not that anymore right like now smash bros has kind of become this like this like legacy fighting game where like a celebrated it's one not, yeah like not it's not just about nintendo characters fighting each other anymore now it's about like just like the biggest names in gaming for sure like being in a fighting game right and that's that why it with a uh, smash 4 like smash 4 was the one where it was like okay like the DLC characters are here. We're getting cloud. We're getting these characters. Yeah, like, real, real like, crowd pleasers. Yeah. If they're yeah. in a video game, they can be in Smash Bros. And now well, the and, and old the adage goes as well that if you know you made it as a developer, if your character makes it on the Smash Bros. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, so so you know, with like in in that in that sort of vein, like I get it. Yes, okay. Like Minecraft is sort of like it's one of the biggest games in the world like it's it's a phenomenon like you know more probably nowadays i would i would probably argue more kids know about minecraft or they know about minecraft before they even know about like mario like it's just it it is that like huge in in the game industry so yes i get it but i mean like he couldn't he couldn't have just been an assist trophy or like even just like like could you not have announced him maybe like further down the line like i don't know i get it you know microsoft and nintendo are you know best buds now and they're gonna make this work as much as as much as possible um and like like i said i'm not even arguing that like you know steve from minecraft shouldn't be in smash but i just I kind of feel like I don't know. There was there were characters that sh maybe should have gone in there first. Okay, out of the box, there were seventy four playable characters in Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Ultimate. Seventy <laughs> one time that too. you can only play as eight characters, and I don't know how you do it. You have eight controllers, and you're like moving around, but you can only play as eight of those characters. So. 
guys guys just please there's so many like uh, i don't know i don't know man i'm not i'm not i am not mad play smash bros anymore i don't play smash bros anymore unless it's at a party but there's no parties because covid if you're going to a party don't go please but it's like there's just so many characters to choose from that it's like overwhelming now and i don't think that adding is the answer to make this game better but it's cool that dlc packs are here (laughs) yes it is it makes it hard to imagine the uh in a contest or a competition for smash you would get your cloud mains, your fox mains, and now your Minecraft Steve mains. Well, no, I mean it's 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 the it's the way you know it's the way you always see with these. It's it's why I laugh when um when characters get announced and stuff too, right? Because like you know when you play Smash, uh, like especially when you, if you play it online, um, you see a lot of people who are these like wannabe, you know, tournament players. Like they think they're gonna go pro or something. So. You only ever see, and I'm not joking, it's so, like, the most common used characters on Smash is, like, Young Link, Marth, um, and, you know, and Donkey Kong for, like, heavies. Like, it's really, like, it's, it's few and far between, right? Like, so... This is why I kind of laughed initially when when Car- when Pete when uh, when Ridley got announced for Ultimate because people like you know he was one of those guys those like meme characters right where everyone's like put Ridley in Smash that would be awesome like it's like yeah but nobody uses him and the consensus is that out of all the heavies he's the worst so like nobody uses him it's the same thing now like you see all these people who are like lol people should put Waluigi in Smash it's like why you're not gonna use him like just because you can do it or it sounds like a good idea doesn't mean you should the only way and and, okay not the only way like smash bros is a great game i just you know i've been playing a lot of smash bros games and it's not what i'm into right now but if they announced waluigi for this game that would be enough for me to boot up my system buy that character and play around a little bit and whenever i had the option when i was playing with people i would be waluigi because he just looked so funny like it's just like he doesn't have to do anything He's just a B Waluigi. And the years of asking, like, I'm not sure if it's back in, in Melee times, because I don't think that it was such a, like, I, I don't think that we truly grasped how many characters could be in Smash Bros, even though Melee had more characters, way more characters in the first one. But as soon as, like, since Brawl and Smash 4 for sure, and now with this one, like, the hype for Waluigi has been going on for so long that, I don't know, if they don't bring him to this game, that's well, not that bad because then we can do something he's, in the next game. So he's, he's like an a assist trophy. trophy. Right? Yeah, yeah well, he's take, an assist take trophy. Take him out of that. Yeah. No, it's this is the thing. This is the like he, everyone wants Waluigi, but it's just like it. Waluigi being a playable character in Smash or like it goes against everything that Waluigi is. Like Wario Waluigi, is a character in Smash. A Waluigi well, Wario... works for him because he has his own skill set based on the game. Waluigi exactly. is a game. Waluigi does not have that War... baggage. Make him a pinball machine. They can make him like a... Waluigi. Okay, now Wario was a primary antagonist. So this is this is the funny thing, right? Like when you look at Wario, Wario is a, like is a proper antagonist to Mario. He was like the like alternative like Nega Mario, right? But like, Wa- like Wario got his own series of games, but like. Waluigi is a character who was specifically created to fill out the roster of Mario Tennis. And not only that, but he's a character who, like, lives in the shadow of a character who lives in someone else's shadow. Like, he is the ultimate, like, worth nothing character. He's so been to diluted make him... into an assist trophy. 
where he belongs. Well, that's I mean, like to bring him out of the shadows and make him a main character. Like it goes against his whole like deal. Like even even Charles Martinet said, like like the the sort of like the headspace that he goes to when he's doing the voice for <laughs> Waluigi is like self-loathing and like worthlessness and like like this is like this like lame character like you can't pull him out of the out of the shadows for this it just it goes against everything that he's about he you you give him like a tennis racket that's what he has as an assist trophy <laughs> i know it's perfect you take the assist trophy and you just turn it into the game easy no. so he's just going to be right. a tennis player game development's easy yeah. you know what the only, crunch, the only crunch that i support is the crunch to bring waluigi into smash so yeah, that's, I mean, that's my official stance, and you know, everything, every, uh, you know, if we can end this on something, it's like every new character I think is just a net positive. Like I was, I was over the moon when they when they brought Simon Belmont into Smash. Like that was my like, okay, I'm done. Like I don't, I don't need any other characters in Smash. I got Castlevania, that makes me happy, and I've been asking for Castlevania characters since Brawl. Like anything new at this point is just like it's just gonna make the game better and like more versatile and more i guess um you know more more approachable for other other people right like but you know maybe maybe like let's see i don't know i want to see like paper mario i think would be a great addition i want to see gino from from mario rpg like i don't know maybe chrono from Chrono Trigger, maybe uh, yeah. Crash Bandicoot, like fine, okay, you can put Crash Bandicoot in there. I don't give, I don't care. Um, he's a, I guess, important enough. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I would say there that there, there really are so much, so many better characters. Yeah, to go there in are there a lot of characters. Steve. Yeah, there are a lot of characters who've been like celebrated over the years that deserve a spot, right? Including like Doom Guy, Crash Bandicoot, like you said. I mean, I'm glad Solid Snake got in there, but in terms of like having that kind of like franchise celebration, right? Uh, Minecraft doesn't really cut it because it's been like a recent game, but it's not enough to like warrant like and ignore and dismiss Whoa, all of the, the other celebrated games. It's the second biggest game before. of all time. I, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I, it definitely deserves. But I understand that, like, it is, and it, like, not to diminish your point, Clement. Like, I, I understand yeah. that, like, in the in the demographic that you know, if most gamer people or people that are in sort of like the thing are like to to, to really generalize are between like twenty and forty. I don't know, and like into I would say more mature games. I mean, people love Minecraft. Everyone's played Minecraft, so it, it's a tough one there. But I mean, for kids and people who grew up playing Minecraft, this is like a fantastic, fantastic character and a big one for Microsoft. And, and what I, about people I, growing up before that? Well, screw them. But I, and I haven't been on Twitter, <laughs> oh. so it's like I can imagine people are like, "Well, Xbox puts a character in, and instead of Master Chief, they're like uh, Steve." And it's like, yeah, you know, it's it fits Nintendo more. Like I'm looking at Master Chief and I'm looking at Steve. I'm like, I. Steve oh, looks no. more at home in a Nintendo thing, and I get you have these I, these edgy anime boys, and you got Snake, but they're also like kind of their own thing, and they have their connections to Nintendo. And you know, Minecraft's been on Switch, so I'm I'm still I'm still pulling for Master Chief. That's another one. Like I I I would love I would actually think I think Master Chief makes more sense than Doom Guy. Like Doom Guy, yeah, okay, Doom's been on Switch, whatever, but like Doom Guy is like a faceless nobody protagonist like he's not even necessarily like he's not even really a protagonist he's just like an avatar like at least like the master chief is like a storied 
hero, right? Like he is uh, like like he's decorated. for all intents and purposes. Yeah, he is a, a a protagonist, right? Like he should definitely be in, and he would be super easy to make. Like I've already considered all his moves. I know his up B's <laughs> and his down B's. Are you um, a game developer, Jordan? No, but I've been in the it's industry long enough pain. that I get it. You, you toss okay. a few spikes okay. together. You easy, get it. easy, easy. Yeah. Okay, his standard, his his neutral B, machine gun. Forward, uh, forward B or like his side B is a slash with the with the plasma sword. Down B, grenade toss. It cycles between the regular grenade and the plasma grenade. Up B is a rocket launcher blast that like sends him like up, but like also attacks the ground done there okay. you got your master chief what are the stats for each thing and how do you balance him because i think that's the hard thing to do uh to be continued okay all right all right i think that's a good place to end that because we have been a long long-term smash so yeah i know if, yeah. if you guys are excited for steve tweet at jordan fiordi yeah i I'm mean still, well, Ninja, if Ninja you don't like jordan. steve yeah if you Underscore. don't like steve he's coming with a bunch of other characters too we got the enderman uh oh, yeah the, uh, yeah, but they're just skins. That doesn't matter. Oh my gosh! Oh, they then, uh, whatever. They make a difference. <laughs> I, you know, again, I don't play Minecraft anymore. But like seeing, I was like, oh, it's just Steve. That's cool. And then it was like, oh, it's the Enderman, and and, and it's it's that one. He looked oh, inside Snake's yeah. oh, box. The zombie, and yeah. I like Minecraft yeah. enough. Like it's you know it's 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 uh, it's definitely like a a really great like creative game. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like it's like virtual Legos. So. Yeah, I don't like, think I don't, don't, think, I don't think it yeah. needs to be like, uh, uh, like you know, looking at a certain demographic. You know what I mean? Is it, Minecraft is kind of like that game that it really is good for anyone, right? Because it's just like, yeah, like you want to get in there and start building stuff. It's you good can for anyone, do it. but great and for Pete, no one. Bring Master Chief <laughs> to Smash. Like, don't get me wrong, and I Sub-Zero. played Minecraft as well. I I grew up with it in high school. I was a lot younger when I was introduced to it, and um, I do love the game. I have my own sentimental value for it, and I'm not bashing the uh, decision for minecraft i'm also expressing how i understand the concerns of lots of uh fans anticipating for the latest character yeah it's like how did how did how did minecraft get in there before a mortal Kombat character like minecraft is the second biggest game <laughs> bigger than mortal Kombat with its yes, history of it's game? way bigger way bigger sorry you, Jordan. i'm sorry that you enjoyed playing mortal Kombat on an older system but billions and billions no of people have played way. minecraft we so, have mortal Kombat I mean, 11 on systems now mortal Kombat's has been around longer it can't possibly be bigger and with one game one okay iteration, but it's not a bigger then... franchise than mortal Kombat. give me a break but yeah i mean it's it's not really it's a franchise. A, it's kind of oh, it's it just is, a higher yeah, it seller. A, yeah, there you go. It is a franchise. You know, it's not, yeah. <laughs> it's got Funko Pops. Minecraft's worse, but it's more successful, and people more people play it, and more people like it. I'm just saying, if anyone from Nintendo's listening, put Sub Zero in Smash. I know it's like you can't put Scorpion in Smash because he's too like violent and scary. But Sub Zero, perfect fit. You got the second biggest fighting game in the world in your in your fighting game. I mean, you already got virtual fight in there you already got uh friggin fatal fury you already got street fighter you gotta bring mortal Kombat into it it's just it's gotta happen and that is smash bros and with that <laughs> moving on Nintendo switch so we got some uh well I, I, are you gonna are you gonna stick around for this part you know what you guys have built me he... in i was oh, oh, <laughs> i'm in <laughs> okay we got other, for the long run now could be dead. <laughs> 
Well, okay, yeah, we got a couple. Um, we got a couple. Uh, so uh, we we've we've been playing some games. Uh, re- recently, lots of uh, games because that's what we do. So uh, I I I I dip my toe into the water of uh of Mario thirty five today, Super Mario Bros thirty five today, and uh, and oh boy, if you can make a if you can make a battle royale out of Tetris, you can make a battle royale out of anything. I mean, it, it's it's so much fun. <laughs> surprisingly fun jordan i'm yeah. surprised i mean is it surprising though it's super mario it's, it's yeah I mean, he's I crossed mean, over was... a lot of genres battle royale wouldn't be something everyone would expect from mario 35 no but it, it i mean it works like it just so so i'm sure you know anyone who's listening probably has seen the the trailer but if you haven't it, it's basically you just you play like random levels of Mar- of the original mario on the nes but you play against 34 other people, sort of like the same way Tetris 99 works. Um, anytime they kill uh, one of the like enemies, like you know Goombas, Koopas, whatever, it gets sent to someone else's game, depending on who you're targeting or like whatever, right? And vice versa. It's, you know, anyone targeting you, if they stomp a Goomba, it gets sent into your game somehow. Um, and this, you know, this makes for some really chaotic gameplay like it kind of like your speed run on steroids oh yeah like it it changes the dynamics so much um you know because again like if you're like me and you grew up playing super mario like level one one is like ingrained in your memory you know where like every goomba is every block like every mushroom you know where it is and then you just throw you know 50 more goombas and koopas and sometimes bowser into the mix like it just gets nuts. <laughs> and oh yeah, no, I'm uh I'm really loving it. <laughs> so when you first got your hands on the game, right? Obviously you've played the original Super Mario before. Uh just how taken back were you as soon as all that um all the new features started happening? Uh you know what? Like I'd say a little bit. Like I, I like I said, like I kind of already knew what to expect. Um but like it's just like there's there's sort of a difference I think in like knowing what's gonna happen and then like like physically having to play around it right because it's like it's so different but at the same time it isn't right and it's just like it's it like you think it's easy enough to handle but then you kind of forget at times that like it still has like the original like sort of like NES mario momentum and like the way he jumps is still kind of weird like so like you're trying to navigate this and you're trying to play it almost like you would play like newer marios where like you know you can like combo bounce on like 20 different enemies and there's but like the momentum is different and the speed is different now it's sort of not so like it really does make it feel very weird and like there have been so many times where i've literally died on the first goomba because i'm just like really ready to get into it and i'm like <laughs> trying to go as fast as possible and i just jump like directly into the goomba yeah or like you just hit the first block but you you know you just hit it right yeah. away you bounce back into the goomba yeah you bounce just weird like, the like nes days oh 100 it's, but it's just like it's so much fun like i really cannot get enough of it it's it's a really yeah. strange concept originally when i when i thought about it I'm like this doesn't really make sense because i hadn't seen any any gameplay or anything but uh, yeah. I watched Jordan's video, and it was like, oh, like you're playing, and you hit the power. Like this, it, it makes total sense, and it's just you're playing through these levels, 
And you also have a certain time where you have to get through them. So, like, you can't just sit in one place, which is what I was thinking for a second. I'm like, oh, Jordan got up there. If he just sits there, can he wait for everyone to die? But there's also, like, the time crunch. So it's it's a very cool Battle Royale concept. that, um, And the fact that it's free for Nintendo Nintendo Switch Online people is, is, is really cool. Yeah, but it's timed exclusive, I think, right? It goes away in March. Oh, well. You get I to think. keep it forever after that, though, right? Yeah, as long as you download it. But if you don't download it before, like I think it's like March. Same, oh. I think it's the same thing with the. I think it's the same thing with um the Mario thirty five thir- or three D All Stars, right? Like it's. it's I think Nintendo knows something that we don't know. About I think March, they so. just hate uh, delivering on like fan service. Get your and money. They out wanted of the bank. to give like a Put bit a of a middle pillow. finger back to people. Oh yeah, here you go. But we're not gonna give you the satisfaction. And I got, timed I, release. I, although I gotta say, I'm a little underwhelmed. Uh, Alex, I thought you were really gonna have it out with me about that video. Uh, I mean, you didn't win, so that was really disappointing. But well, I mean, you, you played well. You, you got top seven. I, like, I, I don't know. Like, I thought you were gonna die earlier, and you didn't. So, <laughs> well, now, now you're now you're calling me out. Listen, there's no like quote unquote winning when it comes to these games. You have to just sort of you have to sort of re reevaluate the yeah, parameters just, for success. You just don't get killed. You, you're the last like, one standing. That that I mean, that's how you win, Jordan. I don't know if that's it's. Right. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with Tetris ninety nine. Like you know, if I can make it to like the top ten, yeah, like that's the same as getting first place for me. Like that, you know, for sure. that's a win in my book. Yeah, and like battle royales, the the best ones are ones that you actually have fun without winning because the, the fact is that only one person's gonna win, right? So yeah. It's 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 the thing, and I mean, if you're playing Mario levels, I feel like it's a fun one, and it looks like an easy one to jump in and jump out of. Um, oh, absolutely, and 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 they definitely like they really did a good job, I think, like keeping up, um, like the 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 speed and the feeling of it, like that's you know it's something I just I just thought of was like when you said like only one person's gonna win, like when I think to like the games that I've played of like Fortnite, like the reason I've made it to like the top three, typically just involves like me like basically stealthing my way through the game and not really interacting with other people um and just you know and just basically just just staying alive (laughs) yeah Yeah, just just staying alive long enough to like make it to the end right but you're not really like you know i guess like winning quote unquote because you're not really you you are doing what the game wants you to do you're surviving yeah it's just staying alive (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. same thing like i play a lot i play a lot of apex um a lot of apex legends and it's just i mean first of all i play with friends it's hard with the thing with Mario is you'd be playing it alone probably because there's no there's no way to really I don't you're think accountable for yourself you don't have to take care of anybody so I don't yeah. know like that that might kick it out a bit I mean you can always just get on a, get on a call with someone but with Apex it's fun because like you're in a squad and you know if you end up dying it's like ah oh, those people are attacking and you're all together in that in that sort of sense yeah so it's fun the camaraderie and then when you guys win you're like we're the best team in the history of this game which is great so I yeah it, it well, looks I, like that I, Mario game is 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 sort of like a Nintendo version in that it's like a it's kind of chill. If you lose, it's fine because you've been playing Mario and it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, building and, blocks. And, and and interestingly that you say that, like I think Mario, at least Mario One, has has I think has always been kind of a very like solitary experience. Like even even though it had like multiplayer, like it didn't. It it was still very archaic multiplayer in that like you know you like player two didn't get to play until like player one was sort of like you know was uh dropped out right like so you could go like if you were good enough at mario you could play like for you know a long period of time right like you could make it to like level level five level six 
you know, if you knew where the secret pipes were, you could make it literally all the way almost to the end of the game before the you know player two got got their chance at the first level. Oh yeah, um, it was the unsung detail that you would only find in game guides. Where like I saw this for the first time, New Super Mario Bros. on DS two, where my friends at the playground would tell me, "Hey, you want to see something cool?" It wasn't a smoke bomb from their pockets for once, which was nice. But yeah. they pulled out their uh, <laughs> DS and they showed yeah. me that um that secret cannon you would get in like uh, World three, yeah. and you would go straight to like World four, five, or six. I don't know. It's a pretty uh pretty good guesstimate, but. I'm just glad it wasn't a smoke bomb, but it's the details yeah. like that where like they would like be, it wouldn't even be like uh, just another cheat, right? But um, it would be like game changing stuff. No, you earned stuff. it. Yeah, you, yeah. you actually did earn it. I guess, I guess but, Mario is a good game. I think, I think we, I think we, you know, for all, for all we disagree on, I think we can agree that, you know, it's pretty good. I mean, he's jumped across yeah. every kind Minecraft, of genre the second, platform. You know, best selling <laughs> game of all time. Uh, again, I don't know if that stat's actually right, but I'm sticking to it. That's the, that's the. That's my thesis for this episode. So, like, would you have Mario? Well, Minecraft or and Mario. Minecraft. Like, if you had to shoot one. Honestly, then... the only way that uh, the, this this battle royale could be better is if you were playing as Steve from Minecraft. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. They yeah. have or, a battle or... royale for Minecraft, don't they? Yeah. The Hunger Mad, Games the Minecraft thing. Minecraft battle royale. <laughs> How did that work out? I mean, you got survival mode. You could do. You. Could, I, I know there are servers you can set up, but. Yeah, dude, Minecraft. You could do so much. Of, but enough Minecraft. Okay, you know what? I, I, okay, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how up to date this list is, but according to Wikipedia, Minecraft oh, no. is the best-selling game of all time with two hundred million. I was underselling sold. Minecraft. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Wow! Grand Theft Auto Five is is the second best with one hundred thirty-five million. Tetris Jeez, is not even close. Is number th- is number three with a hundred million units. Wii Sports. Is number four with eighty-two million nine hundred thousand. Players Unknown Battlegrounds is number five with seventy million, and That's Super wild. Mario Bros. is number six with forty-eight million two hundred forty thousand. Super Mario Bros. is under Player Unknown Battleground. Oh my god! Does that factor in um the free phone things? Or is, um, wait, is it how much money they made, or how many copies, or like downloads? I think I, I I it says it just says sales, so I'm gonna go ahead and guess it's like units sold. Okay. I will so, say this though: youth is no guaranteed for innovation. Okay. I just quoted Skyfall because wow. I can, and uh, it's rooted in time too. Like, uh, this is like an overall thing. It's always going to be changing. I mean, like Minecraft. I mean, the best game today could be yesterday's best. Uh, I the, the thing is, Minecraft's like 50 million up on the second place. I think is that correct, Jordan? Yeah, well, man, uh, more than 50 million almost. So Grand Theft Auto had okay. a, a 135. So just for con- context, Nintendo put the front line, the centerfold, the, the, you know, the person from the best-selling game of all time, and people on the internet were like, I want Master Chief. So, okay, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Where's Where's Halo on this list now? I'm gonna, you guys <laughs> So, 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 Clement, you've been playing um, uh, The Walking Dead on. Yes. Talk I about that when I find Halo on this list. I mean, like, I also did play Halo 3 ODST last night, but um, we will go down that list for the memories segment that we have. But yes, to wash away all of that uh, and to escape the reality of Minecraft taking over Smash is virtual reality. And obviously, like, you can now 
do what you've always wanted to do in the TV shows, go into the world and actually just walk up straight up kill zombies in VR physically. And I can't tell you how uh, a lot of fans have been waiting for something like this, but the delivery by AMC with it being like a, a franchise like adaptation type game it just like it scratches the itch but then it leaves you disappointed that's what happened with the walking dead onslaught in vr like like we had uh like the first walking dead vr game like called saints and sinners which really like made you feel like you were in the walking dead they had all the elements there too where you would never feel safe in the world you know like the zombies were just as dangerous as they were in vr they are life-size scary as hell and they will bite you in the neck and it feels really uncomfortable in vr that sense of dread combined with like uh you know just fighting like humans too because they're just as like the like saviors and all the other baddies were just as terrifying combined with like you know crafting and like uh weapons that don't last forever like that made the first walking dead game so good because it had all the values in it right but here, AMC was just like, okay, like we have the franchise. You want to make a VR game? Yeah, sure. Call the interns and we're going to make a VR game. And that pretty much much is what happened. Like it got a seven out of 10 in my review because like, look, it gave you the, sh the redeeming value was that it gave you like the official way of like being in the show yourself, being characters like uh, Rick, Carol, Michonne, Daryl, and then just like using their weapons to kill walkers. Like it's all this coral 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 yeah. coral <laughs> good old coral oh he streams on twitch so i hope he doesn't <laughs> does kick me out of his channel for saying that oh, and he's a cool uh, yeah he's a pretty cool guy and he's unfortunately not in this game and uh it was so bogged down in like uh franchise stuff you know like it was just a half-assed game in abstract but uh it was produced by Servios too, so that's the redeeming value that comes out of it. Because uh, Servios is this VR company who has a great history of like you know, focus on gameplay over substance, but that's also like a setback, right? So, um, yeah, the fact they were able to handle like the great controls, like you're actually doing everything physically. You're holding a gun, you're shooting it, you're crouching down, you're pushing zombies out of the way. Servios got that right, but AMC totally screwed up the storytelling part, surprisingly. And like the way surprisingly, it. yeah. I was I was about to say, uh, half-assed is uh, kind of the 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 design philosophy for The Walking Dead just in general now. Like that show, I mean, it has been drawn out after debatably all hasn't been good since like season three. Um, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, no, you know what? I actually funny enough when I when I was like looking over like just some of the details of Onslaught, I thought. I misread the like the developer name. I thought it was Survivos, and I was like, "Well, how fitting is that?" <laughs> that would have been too perfect to ignore. No, I was like, "How fitting is that?" I was like, "Really, Survivos made a zombie game? That's hilarious." Um, but yeah, like you know, and I think well, you know, and I I watched a bit of your your gameplay, uh, you know, which so you know was it was yeah it, they was um cute. I've people can finally know what i've been through in vr when i'm usually reviewing vr games like walking dead onslaught is usually just uh left to the words to people's interpretations yeah. but like if you i managed to find a way to just like uh show you what i'm seeing and put the camera on and uh, oh, man i can't begin to tell you how fun it was just being 
and literally becoming Rick Grimes and like uh, doing everything from the show. It's literally because me, I watch the show that um, I know exactly what to do in that game. So Servios nailed that kind of immersion part. They, did they nail the feeling of of not like basically dying forever because you're pretty a much? I never and, died. And- in that and game. therefore you, you face <laughs> no threat whatsoever it, honestly like um it's depending on how physical you are obviously and how scared you are right no like the zombies aren't really a threat in this because they've been so marginalized over the seasons right that uh yeah. in this game at this point i see a walker i just go up to it and i go all oh. doom guy on it man it Slap was it in glorious the yeah and like no. you could see in the gameplay too and during the review and Overall, like just me playing this game from start to finish, I've never died at any point, even on normal difficulty. Oh, sure. Like the normal difficulty. Well, everyone knows that the only way you die in Walking Dead is if you, you know, have a have either a contract <laughs> issue or are leaving the show. Yeah. You know? Like pretty much. That's the only way they're going to kill your character. So the like I have three more game. seasons to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have three more seasons to go. I'm like the next Glenn, and I hope that I don't go out like like that just snap that, of the fingers that be funny if you just like at, at one point in this game you like you come across like like a bad contract and you're like oh no that's <laughs> you how you know it you're up to die, die. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you go into amc's boardroom and then robert kirkman's sitting across he's like sit down yeah. and it's like you act physically sit down because it's vr and then you have to write out your own signature reflected <laughs> oh my god vr is getting way too realistic now getting too much yeah, I, I was just about to say, um, you know, I think VR like it's, it's, it's has hit in a, cer- a certain apex where like, you know, I think I think at one point the idea of like, you know, having to like manually put the magazine in the gun was like really novel. But now it's just like every sort of like VR shooter game does that. It's, where it's fully just, like, realized at this point. Exactly. Right. So it's just like, you know, uh, they're, they're like unless. Unless you're really like going in an op- in, in an opposite direction and and not doing that, like there's really no way I think a v uh like VR games um gonna surprise you anymore. Like there, it's just it just really has re- that, reached that point where it's just like you know oh I you know I I have to like push this zombie off me physically. Oh I have to like you know physically pick this thing up and look at like I don't know VR VR is is strange to me like it's great but there's so like i think there's so little to do with it at this point i mean i i think it's just a medium for storytelling though like i feel like i understand that you do get a lot of similar vr games but in in theory just you know if you want something new you go make something new like whether you put it on vr or or not there's a definitely a lot of like oversight with vr because like uh unless like there are like people who actually experience it right there is that level and sense of presence that you get in being immersed in this kind of universe either one that you've been in like star wars the walking dead or like even maybe halo in the future or something like that and it is so different from just looking at this flat panel of a screen and playing like remotely compared to like being a part of that experience yourself like physically it is this weird sensation that comes from like having to like finally get to do the things that you've wanted to uh, from seeing things like that and i think like you know that message has been like dropped ahead of time where like people have wanted to experience stuff like the matrix or ready player one or any kind of like sequence where like you're going into that world right and it, it was such a pipe dream 
during like you know when it was like a fantasy concept but now when we're bringing this into the world of video games i think this is where like virtual reality has a chance to like not only grow as a medium obviously but to take over and realize like things that uh you know we could only have dreamed before like you could finally uh, like kill zombies in the walking dead you could finally like jump across buildings and like uh another marvel avengers vr game you can like finally uh take place in like a sport in a way that uh you know you can only <laughs> you do at take, home you, you can play soccer <laughs> you could play, play soccer, soccer in yeah. vr just strap the pe- just strap those friggin oculus gun triggers to your feet yeah <laughs> and, my, and my point yeah. being is that you could finally live through these uh fantasies like play through these games in a way that only vr can do for sure See, and, I, I, and I, I don't just know. think that it's uh, sorry Jordan it's, it's just a matter of like not many people have VRs when you compare to, yeah. to you know PCs that's or, the or, barrier or and oversight I say as well unless you finally get to experience it unless that technology yeah. finally gets in the hands of everybody right and there will be about, like, more yeah. understanding yeah just talking about like in terms of like why haven't we seen more games that sort of push the envelope and I'm not saying that you need a big budget to, to make a good game like honestly most of my favorite games are indie games but um, I think that financially, I think VR is kind of new to develop for right now, but it's also something where, like I said, you don't have the install base. So I, I feel like big companies aren't putting crazy money in. And like sure, you'll see games People want it, there, but they're turned but, off by it at the same but, time. But it's a matter of like, is is you know Activision going to launch their their new game on VR? No, because they make money on PC. So maybe as it gets more more people out there, it'll you know attract. More developers. I will say this though, I'm impressed VR has managed to survive this long since it's like rebirth in 2016. And it seems like it's like one of those platforms that's here to stay. I mean, it's like PC where it it'll keep evolving, but it's still like the same experience. I don't know. I see I I think I think I'm I'm definitely on the opposite side of of the argument on this one because like I mean I was I was as as blown away by like VR, I think, as anybody. Like, you know, when uh when the when the uh, not the Oculus the um the HTC Vive like first came out right like I got to demo yeah. it and like I was like I, you know I was one of those people who was like oh my god like this is the future like this is the future of gaming 100 percent um but I think as like time has gone on I've sort of come to realize that that was like incredibly um like just just wrong like VR is a neat platform. But I don't think right now it's anything more than a gimmick. Like, you know, there that the talk about like immersion, the just the idea of 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 putting on like VR goggles and having those like those little like you know hand panels, like that. Like the the I think the platform, the point of view, does not make a game immersive, right? Like I, a game I, like I, yeah, I don't know. Well, okay, a game, a game like Journey, right, is inc- is so incredibly immersive, and that game being in VR would not make it more immersive. Like well, yeah. it's immersive because Unless it has good atmosphere, it has the, a good in the eyes of the person. Like maybe that'd be cool. I, I, no, but I, it's, that's I, my point. I, it would, be, it would just dismiss, be gimmicky at that point. Yeah, but okay, like saying that Journey, a specific game, plays better in the medium it was made for, sure. But I think that there are great VR experiences, but you don't really 
hear about them because a lot of people don't have VR. It, it, it still is this, like, it's expensive, first of all. It's like 600, you know. Well, it's expensive. And, and if I if I might make a point, it's not a, it's not necessarily just about, well, who who can who can get it like through financial means like anyone with with any kind of disability, anyone who's prone to motion sickness, anyone who like there are genuine like genuine physical barriers to For VR sure. that like, you know, a game like like that certain companies will work around like xbox did a really good job of making like you know uh adaptive like controllers for people with disabilities but then like you know you yeah you're right like you need to have the money for it you need to have the setup for it. like you need to have a good enough pc to run it like you need to have the the actual space to like be able to play a game in vr like if you live in a small like cramped apartment you're not going to really be playing games in I vr mean, I, I, these are all barriers to entry but i think that dismissing vr as a gimmick is kind of is kind of disingenuous because like there are great experiences on it if you are willing to do it but it's something that is not really mass market now as much as like you said jordan like i was similar where i was like when i first tried on a vr headset i'm like this is like why would anyone game anywhere else right and it hasn't happened and maybe it'll happen in the future i i, I don't know but again the barriers with accessibility and for me i get motion sick often when i play vr games yeah so oh, yeah. it's it, it's an interesting thing but yeah i mean well, I'm, I don't I'm sure clevin could give us a very good list of vr games that are you know oh pretty good. much i mean i've been and reviewing like, them for almost that, a year now that he views tell as me like, you know tell me a there. vr game that's as immersive as undertale oh freaking Go. vader immortal <laughs> a star oh, give me a vr break. star wars story have you played it Jordan? Oh, you already? I, got to, I got to be vader for half a second i got to do that in uh in the force unleashed one oh, Thank you're you not very vader much. you um actually uh, uh, hang right? out with um you uh you run away from him. You fight him. He is the most terrifying oh. thing ever. He is seven feet, and uh, he almost made me crap out a brick when I first tried it. Uh, like I've been seeing Did Undertale for... make you crap out a brick, Jordan. It made me cry out a brick. <laughs> like I've been, I've been watching Star Wars, consuming <laughs> all this Star Wars content. I've been like living and breathing Star Wars for like all my life, but getting to finally go in there and see. Like, I've seen Darth Vader through, like, all sorts of different mediums before, but as soon as I saw him in VR, that was what was something I've never felt before. Like, that kind of immersion, too, because not only does he have you cornered in this Imperial cell, you are, like, vulnerable in a way that, you know, you wouldn't wish you were in the position of his victims, but you are pretty much one of his victims through VR. Yeah, but I think... I think my my point still stands that you know the medium of VR does not like inherently make an experience like that like more immersive and more like atmospheric oh, than other mediums. Like, like, it definitely put me in the movies like a total to like a, dream to yeah. like a PlayStation or you know or you're playing it on your PC. It would. I mean, it's obviously more immersive in VR, but it's also a game made for VR, so it's it, no. I mean, but it, I feel like compare because. Clement is playing, uh, he's, he's going to be playing a new Star Wars game. By the time this is up, it'll be out, so it'll be fine. Uh, yeah. But he's playing Star Wars Squadrons, and that's a game that is fully available to play the full thing in VR. And I think that actually being in the cockpit is going to add to it. I'm not sure if it's going to make it easier or harder oh, yeah. thing, but uh, yeah. that's sort of an interesting I, thing to look at. I'm definitely maybe, gonna be maybe like, like Again, like, I think, you know, obviously, you know, I don't, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be that glib and say like, no experience is better in VR. Like, obviously, I think that, you know, a game like that, where you know the the sort of like the the experience itself is more of a like you're you know you're sitting down you're sort of positioned in one spot and like you know 
being in like the cockpit of of a of a of an x-wing or even like you know racing games for that matter too like you know like being like in the driver's seat on a vr system versus like a like a tv is sort of a different is a, is a much different experience but like just just the 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 argument that like you know it's a it's sort of a it's a it's a better platform or it's something that's more like immersive like i can't imagine vader immortal just just by the virtue of it being in vr like is any scarier or like more like dread inducing than well, like you know it, silent yeah, uh, hill or like amnesia <laughs> you know there's, there's, oh, um, there's no comparison it stands like by resident, its own right there's like resident evil in vr though right and it's it's more terrifying i think than playing it on your pc because you're actually like th- i think for horror games especially you're actually in it and if it's the same game but you're like actually in the body of a person i think that that like mathematically is like well that would be scarier but I like no. I, it, it's it's. I, I agree, Jordan, that VR is not at the place where consoles are in terms of getting as many you know experiences. And there are games that are right now like you know, consoles obviously king, and so is PC and stuff. And VR is sort of, it's not at the level a lot of people thought it'd be at this point. But I think in terms like it's all about immersion. And if you've ever played a horror game in VR, which I have, and it's it's honestly like very uncomfortable. But in like a cool horror well, way. Yeah, but at the same time, I, it, there's it's still there's there's so many things that are like immersion breaking too, right? Like, and 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 that was something I sort of that I I kind of like um like that happened to me even when I when I first demoed the Vive, right? And it's just like you know there's there was a part in the demo where like you're sort of on a platform and it and, and you're in like the you're in like the aperture lab and it's like lifting and you look down and it's just like this like fifty foot drop. And like, you're right. Initially in your mind, you're like, wow, like that's a big old drop right there. But you can still put your foot down and there's solid ground beneath you. You know what yeah, I no mean? Kidding. Like, so right, right, <laughs> right away, your immersion is broken, right? Or like well, if you're think, playing, you know, like an what Oculus game. Well, like I, obviously, I, like it can go to an extent. We're not going to die if we play Call of Duty. And it's and the same principle. I think you have principle. to be aware of, like, I, 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 I think you do have to buy in though when you're playing VR. I think you have to buy in to be like, okay, I am in my room, but it's, it's basically like, how does this present it so that like I'm I'm not in my room? And I think, like obviously you're not gonna drop sixty feet, but if it gives you that feeling that you think you are, even though your mind and you're a realist and you're like, I know I'm in my bedroom, nice try VR. I just think VR yeah. is not the thing for you, and like it's not it's not a bad thing. Not everything's for everyone. I just think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a a square peg in a round hole situation with yeah. you VR, Jordan. Like nobody's saying it's the end all be all for immersion or that. You just <laughs> nobody is saying that even i don't believe that now <laughs> i think I, I, okay I, I uttered the words yeah but i'm not believing in them because nobody like, uh, is believing VR as a concept is about immersion and when it's done right it is more immersive than holding a controller like if you can get it so you're in a room and there's darth vader and he's breathing on you i mean you obviously know that darth vader is not in your room but if he is that's also very but cool it finally should. felt like i was meeting the dream icon in person and it, it wasn't even the only thing that vader or mortal gave me that no other game had and you know what that was a boner not a boner <laughs> <laughs> but getting to uh finally wield a lightsaber cut things up and be a jedi um, use the force excuse it me extraordinary star wars connect up. Ooh, oh, you're, I know first. you're joking at this point. <laughs> you're joking at this point. <laughs> Star Wars Connect did it first. <laughs> so this week I played a game. 
<laughs> what, what did you play, Alex? Uh, I was I I I I put one toe, one little toe into Deep Rock Galactic. I just waited in a little bit, which is a you know it's it's a mining game where you play as we play as a, a dwarf, and you can court and sort of go on missions, and it's it's multiplayer, and it's really fun because you can like build out your ship, your hub thing, and you can like get brewery licenses and get different like craft beers and you can go cheers with with your friends and you can dance and it's 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 silly it's a bunch of bunch of dwarves going on missions and you're fighting off enemies uh, it kind of feels like a mix of minecraft and halo uh in in the combat and stuff and it's a uh, it's, it's, wow. it's it's so it's like an rpg but no it's RPG like a well yes it is actually yes i just forgot what an rpg was clement i'm sorry it's been a <laughs> I was just really immersed in the VR discussion. Oh, I wasn't trying uh, to correct you. I mean, no, like, no, but it was that no, was good. <laughs> yeah, I played a little just, bit of you that. You were just thinking JRPG. All RPGs are JRPGs. Jordan now. RPG. That's the only ones I play. <laughs> the just, just only ones that matter. Jordan yeah, says yeah. that as he keeps his Vita close by. Listen, the Vita is not as immersive Vita. as uh, VR. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I would say it's more immersive than VR. He'll say oh. anything's more immersive than VR. <laughs> you know, walking down the street now is I'm more immersive. Just, now I'm just than making VR. a point. <laughs> wow. wow, wow, wow. Yeah, mostly Deep oh. Rock Galactic. And uh, yeah. That's interesting because I, I, I had not heard of Deep Rock Galactic. But you yeah. know what? Maybe, I, maybe I've been living under a Deep Rock. Check out a trailer, Jordan. You might. Is it, you're is a it for fan PC? Of... It is on PC. Oh, okay. Well, that's a problem. So is this like one of those okay, lesser well... known games that might blow up? Do you think? Uh, it's like somewhat popular. I mean, Among Us is dominating everything right now in in, t- in terms of sort of screen time. But Deep Rock sort of had a little bit of a push in the last two weeks. It's not like a super indie game. I think it's like a it, it was on sale regularly, like thirty dollar game. It's like twenty five now, but um, it's it's a fun multiplayer one that could get it's getting good streaming numbers. And such. So what's the player one? base like? It's an Xbox One. Oh, okay. Let's be. Uh, I don't know. Right? I I mean, like I I just played with friends. Like if you have a friend, you can just group up and go. Yeah. Uh, you can also group up with random people, and the, the 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 waits aren't long. But I mean, it's just like you're controlling a dwarf, and you're going on missions, and you're fighting off like spiders and monsters and all this stuff. Just like, so did you, you buy it by and, chance, like, or was this upgrade. something you wanted to actually get? Uh, it was a friend of mine who was like, "Hey, I'm playing Deep Rock Galactic. Have you heard of it?" And I'm like, "No." And then I bought it. <laughs> oh my god, what was that like? First Looked at a trailer. Oh, it was good. It's 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 a fun game. If you're looking for a multiplayer game to play with like three three friends and stuff, and you're into sort of like mining and going for minerals, but also controlling a dwarf, and it's yeah. It's... So wait, so is it like is it like level based? Like so is it like well, like you have like sort of like sim management? No, like you, you it's know, it's kind of like, and I hate to say it to you, Jordan, but it's like you know in Avengers where there's like a. Like oh a, god, <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's not really like Avengers, you know what? But it's, it, I, I actually was about to say like it's, it's kind of it, it looks kind of like live servicey, but like it's it's not live like it is in the sense that like your missions will change every like hour or so. So like there's there's different regions that open up across your map that you can visit to, and there's like different different levels on them and stuff like that. But you can just play that like you buy the game, you play the game. There's no, you know, yeah, stuff like that, yeah. And just looking at the Steam listings, not only is it a 10 out of 10 from like 41,427 reviews, this isn't just your run-off-the-mill indie game. This is actually a 3D, fully fleshed-out first-person yeah. game. Yeah, it looks pretty. really good. Nice. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's not an indie game. I don't really... It came out recently. It came out... Oh, it came out in May. So I, th- I think what happened is it sort of got the COVID bump, where it was like out in May and people were home and like, what are we going to play together? Yeah. And it took until 
September for me to hear of it, but uh, so it came unexpectedly, it. but for a uh, good reason. Like, yeah. Well, if it comes to uh, to a console that I actually own, then uh, maybe I'll give it a look. Cause yeah, like you know, yeah. I love me a good a good like you know a good shooter and a good like I guess uh, I guess what you get to make your own tavern or you get to make well, your like own you, you get to design your ship and one of the things on the ship is like it's like it's it's like a it's a server bot and it's like oh you can like it serves you beer and before your mission it gives you like a buff or whatever but you oh, can cool. like unlock different recipes and you can like cheers with your friends and you, and, and yeah. I guess that's that's the whole that's the, I guess that's the reason to like go down to the world and gather minerals and stuff is to like build well, up your ship and make it more I've, like functional I assume so I've only played like an hour an hour or two so it's mostly I, I was just fascinated by the fact that I could like get money and get currency in the game and then use it to sort of unlock a liquor license on this ship and then, like source different different types of drinks and then like imagine that a, a game yeah. that actually lets you do stuff in the game it feels like a, a for some reason that feels like an avengers dig i don't know but uh it's it's uh that's no, more like a like a like a tr game. let's say triple a live service all right yeah. all right all right that's fair but so, yeah it's it's uh it's it's very charming if i had to th think of a word to describe it it's like when I see this game, when I play this game, it's, it's a smile on my face. It's, it's, it's yeah, fun. and you can, uh, and you, you know can what? customize your person, get cool costumes and such. So, I think that's that's I think that's a that's it's definitely like a a key word when talking about a lot of indie games. I think a lot of indie games have a certain charm to them that uh, that I think AAA games don't have, just by virtue of like AAA games needing by like like you know like obviously about like shareholder mandate to reach as many people as possible so they don't they're not going to have their own little like individual unique charm that really only appeals to like you know certain people right yeah you can just tell when a game's bureaucratic versus when a game was actually made from the soul yeah so it looks like Absolutely. deep rock is their first game uh, it's a studio called ghost ship but they recently like started working with the creators of sanctum and goat simulator so there's some oh. pedigree there um which i guess you can see in sort of the quirkiness that uh, yeah. that goes on Love or hate Goat Simulator, it, it is quirky. Like actually, a game yeah, that I, I, I wouldn't really call now. this an indie game, really. I mean, it was revealed in June 27. It, I mean, it is. It's signed by Microsoft. Studios it's like a, now. it's like a, a it's like, like a, I guess a, a double A. Double game. A, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would go higher a. than double A, but it's fun. It's stylized. It's Deep Rock Galactic, available on Steam, Xbox. Is it on Xbox Game Pass? Shit, I think I bought the game. Uh, it doesn't. No, I just I just game. googled it and it said Xbox One, and I think that's just because it's a PC game, so it's probably like games yeah, for like, Windows or whatever. Well, I yeah. might still, I might end up uh, getting my money back for it because I have Game Pass. So. <laughs> he just we'll sat down and said, "That's a that's I a very mean request. thing to say." <laughs> what that I that, that I paid for Game Pass? You can I do paid, it too. But yeah, these poor indie devs are like, "Yeah, this, this we got look look guys, we got oh. some money for this game," and then they gotta pull it back. Okay, they have forty thousand. Uh, tens like reviews on 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 Steam. They're, come on, forty thousand. That can't be right. Forty one thousand four hundred and twenty six. Oh wow. Twenty seven. All right, fine. It was four hundred twenty seven. Still, <laughs> still. <laughs> That's a surprising amount of people who have heard about Deep Rock Galactic. Yeah, and I think I might have heard about this like once or twice, but it totally went over my head as I got lost in the whole AAA thing because I'm a huge sucker for like high budget stuff. Um, also, I just remembered, um, before we, uh, before we close out this podcast. Oh no, we're not recording, are we? Um. You hit record? No. Is this, 
kidding. <laughs> he forgot to hit record. Oh, shit. Halo actually didn't even make the, the top 50 list of wow. Wikipedia's wow. best-selling games. And, and so, as far as I can tell, surprising. according to Google, um, but I think this this the last reporting of this was in 2015. I, I think in terms of the whole series, the game it's only sold 65 million copies. Jordan, as soon as you said Wikipedia, all the credibility for that just went out the window. Hey, Wikipedia is, you know, Wikipedia is, uh, yeah. Was it protected? Was was there a lock on the article? That's when you know at least that has some Um, kind of integrity. Yeah, there is. There is a lock on it. The integrity is intact. Clement. People work hard (laughs) on Wikipedia, okay? I'm not gonna... Who are are we to tell them that they're not doing a good job? Uh, As educators and adults. Breath of the Wild sold 20 million copies. Or two, yeah, twenty million copies. It's twenty million. How is switches? How is how is Halo not on this list? I mean, it's weird. It's it was on cool. ice for a while until it came back on the Master Chief Collection on the computer. It says it says sixty five million. Nice. I don't know. Jordan's just shocked that's, right that's, now. That's weird that it's not even on the list. If it's if it, it's it sold more copies of Breath of the Wild, why is Breath of the Wild? My reading anyway, is wrong. Anything else we have <laughs> on that docket before we wrap up this? Show? Well, I you know what I think uh, I think Clem's uh, you know little baby project here. Not that I mean it's a project for babies. It's like it's oh, that's baby. Alex's oh. baby project. So we also oh. had a uh, short time segment called Memories on here where. We talked about our fondest game experiences. That was Alex's pet project as well. Oh, well, that's Alex's. Wow. Okay, well, it's nobody's, oh, I didn't even it's know nobody's that. pet I mean, project. It's, it's called connections, and it's 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 fine, but, but whatever. But fine. I I think I think we uh, we ate up too much time talking about Steve from Minecraft. Oh yeah, the best so selling we game allocated, of all time. We allocated a lot of time for that. <laughs> the dog agrees. See. <laughs> Steve. Steve. <laughs> oh yeah, my dog. My dog definitely. Uh, Here's someone out there. That was so, really kind of it to wait till like the show was almost over too. Literally, like, yeah, to the end. Why for an hour and twenty minutes and suddenly like, Ugh. why is he being like? Well, all right, let's we'll wrap it up, and I guess we're gonna have some dog in the background. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks again for listening uh, to the Pixels and Ink podcast. You can find us uh, at cgmagonline.com uh, and on Google or on uh, Apple Podcast and spotify and all places where podcasts are listened to you can check me out on twitter at ninja jordan underscore and you can also find me on youtube at ninja reviews clement yes now it's my turn following before now uh if you want to hear read and see more of me well just follow my social media handles on instagram twitter twitch anywhere you would see the insta word so with that in mind, yeah, I hand it over to Alex. Thank you, guys. Fry 26 on all social networks. <laughs> I, I can't oh, unfriend no. it. But yeah, if you want to follow editor-in-chief of cgmagonline.com, I just said it. I'm not going to say it again because he'll get angry at me. But I am at Alex Hansiak on all socials. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening again. Uh, stay safe. Stay inside. Wear a mask. and. Listen continue to, to be immersed. Fuck VR. Continue to be immersed. Yeah, in Wait, VR, where you know you 
have to sit in a chair and not actually move and just click around to where you want to move because that's how moving works. I'm actually immersion. moving in in real life. I wasn't in a chair. Well, well, whatever. I'm like around you... my room. Like I'm, I could do back this whole podcast too. in VR. Do you have Do you have a Vive or is it an Oculus? I have an Oculus Rift. Like, does that yeah. have the 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 room scale, the movement? Yes. You didn't For know that. On Jordan and no, Clemens, I thought that was Oculus a Vive Rift. exclusive. Are you kidding me? Week. I don't follow VR. It's a dumb gimmick. They are the same. Oculus Rift. You walk around. You do backflips. That's what oh, I mean whatever. by, like, I'm actually doing everything physical. Everything I've went I'm, through in The Walking Dead. Listen, I've been going I'm, through. Until action. we actually get, like, full bodysuit, Ready Player One VR stuff, I don't want to hear about it. Well, I mean, like, I'll take we a controller. have <laughs> We have well, We don't nest. have it. We don't. Ex- exactly. I want the treadmill. I want to be able to actually feel things we touching have those me. too <laughs> it do- well put the <laughs> okay, main mainstream good week folks yeah we'll see you next week yeah a okay. real pleasure guys